This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Good morning and welcome to the podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stone. Uh, you've had enough times of me just going solo here. We, I, we have a guest on today uh, from the Baseball Perspectives Prospect Team, uh, Ben Spanier. He lives in Greensboro. He's always tweeting about what's going on with the grasshoppers. It was kind of like a light bulb over my head. Like, you know what, Ben and me should just talk about everything we got going on in Greensboro because this is a very interesting spot and we got someone from baseball perspectives right there watching all the time let's let's bring him on ben welcome to the show oh it's it's a, how are you doing it's great to be here uh it's great to uh it's great to to maybe maybe chat with some people that uh, actually want to hear me uh, talk about this kind of stuff you know you know what this is what people really care about right now with parts you know coverage and what's going on in the organization it's what's going on in the lower levels of the system. Who are these guys? We could look at a prospect list because basically everyone's updating their top 100, top 30 right now, but it's like, okay, which, what, what are realistic things right here for these guys? So look, there's more than a handful of guys to talk about in Greensboro for right sure, now. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say, uh, we got, I've got a list of six people here that we're going to talk about. And just to take just to clear up real fast here, everyone, we're not going to talk any real Henry Davis here. He just got here into Greensboro. And, I mean, you know, you guys, you probably, they probably all read a, great, a good deal about yeah. him. Uh, there's a lot of people, including at our website, um, our draft guy, um, Keenan Lamb, he's written about him. We've, you know, he, he's, he, he's a number one pick. I'll, I'll uh, you know, defer what to What hasn't been said about Henry Davis so far that has, that, or what needs to be said that hasn't been said? right now no exactly i mean you know what he's a he's a catcher he's he's okay defensively that's a, you know as always that's a that's a thing to uh, to watch in the future how that develops but you know the guy the guy's gonna hit for power and the guy's probably gonna hit so a catcher who does that you know it's exciting and you know i'll leave it to all the the, the draft guys out there to discuss the um you know the 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 uh, stroke of genius that uh, people are talking about the pirates did of the draft this year but yeah, but, you know, those guys are still in Florida, so I haven't seen any of them yet. So I'm going to let you pick here, since you're the guest. I got three hitters. I've got three pitchers. Which one do you want to start off with? Uh, you know what? I'll start with, uh, I'll start with uh, Quinn Priester, uh, right. you know, and the pitcher. Priester, you know, when he got drafted, 
you know, there's a, there's a lot of excitement. There's, there's always going to be um, questions, you know, about prep pitcher. A lot of people don't even, don't even like to draft prep pitchers because you don't know, you know, what's going to happen. But he's basically come through the alternate site very well. He's got an aggressive assignment at the age of 20 to, um, to high A. And, you know, he's acquitted himself pretty well. Like, I don't think he's, he's going to really be the type of guy that maybe a lot of people thought. He's, he's not really an upper 90s pitcher at this point. Um, you know, in fact, I've, I've seen him anywhere from the low 90s to up in the mid 90s. Um, you know, but it's been interesting watching him develop and sort of get a feel for a bunch of pitches. And he's, he's pretty advanced for a guy his age, which is what makes me think he definitely has the potential to, you know, maybe not number one, but to be a, to be a good major league starter. Um, he's got a, you know, his fastball is, you know, 90, 95. Um, he uses a two seamer. Well, that kind of sits around 93. He'll use 95 up in the zone. Um, you know, um, but around the middle of the year, he started developing this slider cutter type thing. You know, it, it, it's a slider, but it, it, it looks cutterish at times. It could be anywhere from about 85 to 90 as, uh, as sharp movement. Um, you know, and it plays really well off the beauty, you know, the, the curveball is, is a beautiful pitch at times, um, low eighties. Um, and, you know, basically I've seen him have games where he relies on the two seamer gets ground balls, um, manages the game that way. And I've seen him rack up strikeouts like I did, you know, basically the last time I saw him um, pitching against Winston-Salem last week was the best start of the year. He was um, 93-95. He was using the high fastball. He was pounding guys inside. He was using the hard slider. He was using the curveball. Both were getting swings and misses. The changeup is still basically a work in progress. And the command is, you know, um, you know, some game that's better than others. But for me, um, it's uh it's it's really encouraging um you know if, if you're a if you're a pirates follower that he's not living up to the hype in the way that maybe people thought he would um he's uh you know he's not Grayson Rodriguez at this point or, or anything like that but he he wasn't necessarily a top 50 guy for us at the mid the middle of the year but if he could sort of consolidate, you know, what I'm saying he was doing more recently, if he can keep the, keep the velocity, keep the multiple breaking balls, he's definitely that kind of guy. Um, and, and I, you know, you know, as far as prep pitchers go, I'm fairly confident home of being a major leaguer. Um, did you want me to go into the other pitchers first or? No, no, let's, let's stick on pre-story a little bit here because I know yeah. a lot of guys want to listen to him right now about him right now. Um, he was one of those – it's obviously tough for every minor league player after COVID right. year last year, but especially for prep players who were just drafted, you know, the year before. He seemed to be one of the few guys who really did improve, you know, in, during 2020, and right. it, which is why he did make that jump up to, you know, the 50-ish range on most, right. you know, prospect lists. I think uh, Jim Callis – of MLB.com maybe stoked the flames a little bit by saying like, Hey, you know, he, if he takes another similar leap, this guy's got to be one of the best pitching prospects in baseball, which is, which of course would be the case, but that second leap is always going to be a lot bigger. Um, I want to bring up what you said about the slider and cutter in general, because that's something that's new. Like like you brought up like even at the beginning of the year, that's something that's pretty darn new. And it's 
he wouldn't be the first pitcher ever to try to develop a slider and it comes out looking more like a cutter. Yeah. So, I'm, what, what shape are we talking about different here? Well, he well, well, that's what's interesting to me as well. Like, you know, a, a few months ago when he first started doing it, it was clearly distinct from his other pitches. And I was calling it a slider because I believe that that was how he intended it to be used. But it was, it was mostly horizontal. But I feel like just the fact that it was upper 80s while he had his fastball, you know, mid-90s-ish, and the curveball, high 70s, low 80s, that was fooling people. And it also had some pretty sharp um, horizontal movement. That's mostly what it was. So that's what you're saying, more cutterish. But that's what's interesting. The last start, it was moving more like a slider. Like, not like his, his curveball is, is 12, 6, 11, 5, that sort of thing, true curveball. Yeah. So, you know, the slider, the, the slider was, was interesting because I was watching it. He was basically, you know, it, it'll get cutterish, but there were, there were pitches where he was locating it, you know, low um, glove side, you know, down to right, you know, down to right-handed hitter, you know, away to right-handed hitters into left-handed hitters. And it was just getting this movement that was, there, there was some, there was some vertical action going on there. And, you know, to me that, that was, that was better than I'd seen. And, but he was also throwing it very hard, which, you know, maybe you could be concerned a little bit that, he, you know, he was, he was high eighties with it. And his fastball was, you know, only grazing 95. So the speed differential wasn't huge, but, you know, then again, I'm not trying to make this comparison, <laughs> but like there are cutters that do have movement like that. If anyone remembers, you know, Mariano Rivera's cutter or something. Oh, yeah. it, it, they're, they're, so I, I mean, guess at the it, end of the day, if you want to, you know, whoever, someone will ask him at the end of the year and do an interview with him and he'll uh, call it whatever he wants to call it. But it definitely, it, it, it's, it's a little more, it's got a little bit more of a, of a complex nature than it, than it did when I first saw it. I mean, I, I think it's evolving. And that's, I, that's one of the reasons uh, besides, you know, living so close that I see him so often is because he's evolving as a pitcher. It almost seems like week to week, which is again, obviously so a guy could get into his head too much, but this is what you want to see. You don't want to see guys, you know, who, who are just, you know, we're content. He's clearly trying to improve himself and he's, He's not a, you know, we don't necessarily know what kind of pitcher he's, he's trying to be, but he's evolving week to week, which is one of the very interesting things about him. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of ground to cover here. I, I could keep going in on Priester, but this would end up being about a two-hour podcast. Here. <laughs> We're yeah. going long form for these. Uh, moving on to another first-round draft pick that the Pirates have pitching there, Carmen Majinski, who – I, he's been on the shelf a little bit here, so we all have to put that asterisk on here. But before that, it looked like he was really just tearing up that league. Yeah, no, he was. Um, and, you know, I hate to speculate who's going to get promoted and when, because you never know. You never know what the organizational plan is, that kind of thing. But before he got hurt, it was kind of like every time I went to see him, I was like, OK, I got to go see him because I don't know if he'll be here next week. You know, he was, you know, he was just he's basically too good for 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 high a which is you know understandable he's a he's a top you know he he pitched in the sec performed there you know he's he's advanced having said that you know it, it, it's not the most you know it, he's a little bit different than priester and that he's not really constantly evolving uh, um, which is fine it's worked for him so far he's got the um the really heavy hard fastball that bores in on right-handed hitters get sync you know 
you know, a lot of ground balls, uh, broken bat type of guy, you know, um, he's, uh, you know, and he's got a, he's got a slider that's, that's, you know, pretty wicked. It's got, it, it's a little sweepy at times, but sometimes can also be a little sharper. That is one pitch that I think he's probably still working on getting consistently locked in. Um, but, um, you know, the changeup, I haven't really seen him use the changeup a whole lot. Um, that's something I'll probably be tweeting about, you know, if the rain stays, you know, stays away this weekend, I'll probably be tweeting more about him because, you know, he's back from his injury. I want to see how he looks, but anyway, it, you know, so basically he's got his formula that's worked and it's probably always worked for him. Um, be interesting to see how, how it goes at higher levels. My one concern about him is, you know, one that, and, and this is, it may be not really fair because it seems to be working for him and he doesn't, you know, his command's not, you know, incredible or anything, but he hasn't had big command issues, but the delivery is not, it's not the best delivery for a starter. He just, in a lot of ways, he just kind of looks like a reliever, but you know, that's not completely fair. If he continues to perform as a starter, um, he continues to perform as a starter. I, I just think if the changeup doesn't really get, you know, stop me if you've heard this one before, right? But if the changeup doesn't really develop and, you know, he can become kind of predictable and he's performed well enough against lefties. I don't believe his splits are terrible or anything, but he's definitely the kind of guy who you can really see shutting down right-handed pitchers, but having a little trouble against better left-handed hitters if he doesn't, you know, mix things up a little bit more. But, you know, it, so far so good for him. And I think that, um, you know, Besides the injury, obviously, no hiccups. I mean, that's always, with, you know, with pitchers. You know, avoid the bad injuries, I guess, because he's bad, yeah. so that's good news. But he's, uh, you know, I think he should be, you know, if he's not a major league starter, I think he's a major league reliever. You know, I, I, his stuff's got enough movement, and he's pretty advanced. So, of all these guys, he might end up being the one that, you know, it wouldn't, it, you know, depending on how they want to play it with him, you know, you could see him kind of relatively, relatively soon. I mean, he's still a ball, so not that soon. Whenever you talk about his delivery, uh, Bajinski in general, he didn't really start pitching full-time until his senior year of high school. And then, you know, you spend a year as, you know, a, a swing bullpen guy, your first year in yeah, college, yeah, and sure. then your junior year, you end up, you know, COVID times and everything. How of much course. of that do you think maybe just is rawness, you know, like still learning how to pitch because it's no, only been man. like a couple of years for him. No, I could see that. And, you know, um, you know, it, so like you say, it's not like he's been trying to develop a changeup for 15 years and he hasn't been no, able to do it, no. you know? So the changeup, that could happen. You know, the command could, could be improved. You know, the, the delivery is not bad or anything. It's just one of those sort of like up-tempo deliveries where, you know, you can see things to get off balance and, you know, and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But, but you know, he's uh, – it's like you say, he's acquitted himself very well to pitching and he's acquitted himself very well to the pros. So, um, you know, basically, uh, yeah. Um, I have hypo, you know, these are like almost like hypothetical criticisms, you know, it's like, well, I could see how this might go wrong, but that's not really fair. The guy has performed in college. He's performed in the pros. So, you know, and if he hadn't gotten hurt, I think he, you know, he could be in Altoona by now. And I, I'd like to see how he performs there. I guess I'm not sure how much more I'm going to learn about him in, you know, Greensboro, I suppose. But um, yeah, he's been, in, he was, you know, he's racking up strikeouts, throwing balls. He was incredible before he got hurt. Um, he was one of the best pitchers in the league. Um, so, so yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he, he's, 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 he's funny. He's almost become like a post-type prospect because he never, despite being a, 
You remember the exact pick. What, what, do you remember which pick he was? He was early thirties. Uh, I, he was I should know this. <laughs> I should too. But thirty-three uh, sounds right in my head. You right, talk. But, I'm gonna look it up to confirm. Yeah, but 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 whatever it was. Despite that, he hasn't gotten the Priester treatment, the Gonzalez treatment, you know, yeah. um, that sort of thing. But you know, he could he could he could become the first whatever comp pick to actually, yeah, he 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 could be. Uh, he could be uh, he could sneak up on some people despite being a high pick because um, you know I think a lot of the concerns kind of followed him about maybe him being this or that or whatever. But yeah, he's you know he's performed and uh, you know he's he's in his own you know he's fun to watch as well. He's another guy who's a who's a fun pitcher to watch. Um, you know it's uh, guys who guys who throw strikes and who don't you know, don't mess around too much in the minor leagues, or, you know, in general are always a, uh, are always a, a nice thing. And a you know, guy who throws mid nineties with movement um, and a nice slider along with that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've enjoyed it um, for sure. Um, yeah. 31, by the way, I was a little off. 31. See, he's, that's basically yeah. a first round pick. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's quite literally a first round pick. Almost. Quite literally a first round. Yeah. Pick. Fair enough. Um, um, after the after, expansion, yeah. that'll be a first round pick. Um, you mentioned the power sinker just real fast before you, you turn the page here. Also, yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. the power sinker. He has that. Um, I haven't really. Well, Greensboro is not part of the MILB. TV? Yeah, TV. So <laughs> it stinks. It stinks anytime I watch these guys. It's it's a road feed for but, you. But but let me tell you something. I that's one thing. That that's what's funny is that I'm uh, you know. That that's that's the thing that keeps me a little bit a little bit more useful is that you know when I'm in Winston Salem sometimes I'll make a video you know you know we laid off making putting posting videos for a while but this year we're back to posting videos you know and it's like you know um, I can get you know everyone likes a good open side you know from whatever park you're in because the, the, the minor league ballpark's not going to give you the open side look but as far as just watching a guy hit a home run I'll be in Winston Salem Cespedes or somebody will hit a home run and it'll be like well. And then, you know, I'll be like, oh, maybe I got a video of that, you know, and it, it, then it's on TV. Everyone's posting it already. Greensboro. Yeah, you're right. I've uh, I had people uh, I've had people talk to me about that before. I don't know the story behind that. Um, in fact, the funny thing is. And, you know, um, not to say anything negative about anybody, but there's a lot of cities that and, and ballparks that are that are not as cool or, or nice as Greensboro that have the 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 the. I, you know, it's a modern ballpark. Anyone who's down here, honestly, it's a great ballpark to see a game. Um, it, it's not, you know, saying, you know, it doesn't have TV. You might get the image. It's an old park, like, you know, North Carolina, you know, but, but it's, yeah, it's a little, it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know why it's a great park, no TV, no camera, like you're saying, sorry. I, I don't know. Like tangent it. there. Yeah. Uh, no. But, um, but yeah, your point is taken. You haven't really seen it because you pitches in Greece, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> to get the train back on the tracks, though, uh, the, yeah, the yeah, four-seamer. Yeah. The four, I, I do the exact same thing. <laughs> That's the <laughs> nice thing about podcasts. People just have to listen to us ramble. <laughs> yeah, and they're, 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 they're driving. They're like, well, you know, I don't have anything better to do. I might as well listen to this. Uh, the four-seamer. He's, yeah. he's starting to mix it up a little bit more here. Is this something that can work up in the zone a little bit, or does it kind of have to mirror the sinker? I, I think it potentially it could. You know, uh, I, I, I've seen him get swings and misses up there. I think that um, 
you know, I think his profile in general sort of leans toward the two-seamer um, thing just because yeah. the slider is a, is a, the slider goes with the two-seamer, that whole thing. But, you know, I don't want to... I know. mean, that was him all through college. He was right. sinker-slider. I do think that's interesting, though. Um, you know, I've, I've seen him a couple times. I, I still think he leans on the two-seamer pretty heavy, but um, that's something to look out for. I, you know, I don't see why he couldn't make it a part of his arsenal. Um, I suppose the question is, as always, like, uh, you know, are, do you muddle things too much by doing this or that? But... That would, mm-hmm. uh, but I, but I don't really know the answer to that because I don't know him and I don't know what program he's on. So, um, you know, I, I don't see why not. I think, you know, I think Priester has, has, I'm like I'm saying, he hasn't necessarily made it all happen all the time that he was sort of doing that last time I saw him. He's mixing the four seamer and the two seamer. It can be done, um, and I think that that's a that's a sign that they uh, that they uh, that they certainly want him to be a starting pitcher you know, in the long term is to have different things to mix it up. Um, you know, also, yeah. like I said, I've seen this breaking ball slider thing have different shapes on it. So, you know, that could end up being two pitches as well. You know, he's got the change up. Yeah. I, that, you know, I, I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen him use the, the four seamer like a whole lot, but I, it, it, it could definitely be, it could be a thing and it could be a, I don't see, I don't see any harm in it. One more guy here, then we're going to take a break. Uh, Tanaj Thomas. Yeah. Kind of an up or down year. If you just like pure stuff, like he's, he's up there in Greensboro, but just the pitcher as a whole, like he's going to be added to the 40 man roster this offseason. That's an absolute no brainer. But what, what do you kind of expect here? Because I think I'm a little more done on him than a lot of other people. I view him as like a reliever type. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of a, that's a difficult one. And, um, you know, because there are positives and negatives. I mean, you know, he's an athletic guy, so he can, he can use his delivery. His delivery is not bad. He feels his position, all this stuff. Having said that, the command isn't, you know, hasn't been there yet. Um, it's not quite fair for me to make a huge, um, huge uh, statement on him because I haven't seen him pitch for a couple months. Um, he had a layoff a while ago. I don't, I don't believe he was injured, but he had, he had, he was, he was down for a couple of weeks working on some things. I had seen him just before that and his stuff was a little bit down as well as the command, which was really concerning. Um, this is back in like, this is probably back in late June, maybe a little bit before that, maybe, um, you know, before that, you know, he's, he's basically, he's more the type of pitcher that, that, that Priester had been perceived as, you know, Thomas, I'd seen 97, 98, somewhere up there. He was throwing hard, high fastball, you know, pretty nasty curveball slider thing. I forget what he called it with a huge differential in speed. I think he might've been low eighties or mid eighties or something with it, you know? So, you know, he certainly got this stuff to, um, you know, he's got major league stuff, whether it's major league starter stuff, you know, you need to see more development there. And, you know, I think as you hinted at, um, you know, it's been an up and down year for him. So, you know, whereas it, whereas, you know, we talk about Priester and Majinski were, you know, are in, in their own ways, quite different pitchers, but they're moving forward. You know, Thomas has been, has been touching go. I haven't been able to see him recently. I'm hoping to see him again before the end of the year, probably against, um, if he keeps on Sunday, I'll probably see him in a few couple of weeks against uh, the Yankees affiliate. But um, 
Yeah, he's there's definitely reliever concern with him just because he's basically a two pitch guy right now. and The command hasn't really developed yet. Like I said, hopefully I can see him again before the end of the year and see where he's at. Um, so I don't want to, you know, consign him to any sort of fate right now. Um, I believe he's a little older than Priester. I can't remember his exact age, but he's not 20. I believe he's probably 21 or so. I don't remember. But he, um, yeah, he's he's one guy that hasn't, you know, that, you know, development is not always linear, but mm-hmm. he's not, um, he's not on the, this, the, the linear development path at the moment. And he's, you know, he's a young pitcher. So a lot of things could happen. And um, I, I, I would certainly caution against, you know, at the very least penciling him in as, uh, you know, the future number two starter or whatever. Because there's, there's, you know, he's, he's still quite interesting. And, he's, you know, he's actually the guy I was most excited about seeing at the beginning of the year. So I'm still very interested in him. But it, it just hasn't, you know, it hasn't quite come off this year, though I think his last couple starts have been okay. I didn't see them as um, as 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 Alex was hinting at, um, you know, I, I, I haven't seen a lot of clips because if, you know, if I'm not seeing the games, a lot of times I'm not seeing them, but he, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's a work in progress. He's, he, it, you know, it'll be, you know, hopefully for him, he's, he's basically the first thing I'd like to see is that he's gotten his stuff back. And then the second thing is that he's going to have to keep working on command and maybe the third pitch, but there's definitely, there's more, I guess I should say, I'm talking about hypothetical reliever risk with Majinski. Uh, there's probably more real, real reliever risk for Thomas unless you know a few things get 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 ironed out. You know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Whenever we come back, we're going to talk about the hitters who are either still in Greensboro or have recently departed to go up to Altoona. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Ben Spanier of Baseball Prospectus here with me. Ben, we talked about the pitchers. Let's talk about some hitters now for a little bit. Um, let's just stick with the first round theme, I guess, to start yeah. off here. Not not Davis, but Nick Gonzalez. Yes, Nick Gonzalez. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's, it, 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 he, you know, he's been a treat to watch all year. You know, he's... Uh, He's very advanced, you know, and I, I don't know what the really remember what the discourse was was around the first round pick when the Pirates drafted him um, a couple of years ago or um, last, last year, year. Yeah, last year it was. Priester was a couple of years ago. Davis was this year, et cetera. They're all in the Greensboro, which is really something. But um, yeah, you know, um, but but he, he's he's not going to be the highest upside guy. Um, but he's he's a very you know he's an advanced hitter. He's got you know he's 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 the kind of guy who. I'd say if the casual fan is watching him hit, you know, a casual fan just saying, you know, you're going to a minor league game, you're, 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 you're trying to, you know, you're thinking, well, three of these guys are going to be major leaguers, probably a higher number with the grasshoppers this year, but generally a team only have a couple guys. And it's, you know, he, he's, uh, he's not going to be the most exciting in terms of his physique, his athleticism, that sort of thing. But when you hear him hit the ball, he's really, it's, it's, it's loud. He makes, you know, he makes a lot of, hard contact. He's got the bat speed. 
he just he's just a line drive machine basically um and he hits the ball you know the other way a lot he, he you know he, he's, he's gonna rack up his hits it's he, he kind of went through a valley the middle of the year he had an injury so you look at his stats and they're not going to be that impressive I, I i did you know i would he was really good at the beginning of the year he's he's, he's kind of gotten hot again um but yeah i think that he's if you know, if I was going to pick one of the hitters that that I thought, well, he's more likely to to be a, ma- a major leaguer of some type, it would be um, it would be Gonzalez just because of the hit tool. But I will say, um, you know, there there are certain you know the bats the bat the bat's great, but there are certain things that are that are you know not going to excite people. He's a second baseman, I, you know, he hasn't played any shortstop, third base, anything like that. So I don't think that he's really going to be useful as, you know, a sort of, you know, utility guy that everyone likes now. Everyone, everyone wants those guys, but he's probably not going to be one of those. Especially um, the parts in the major leagues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. You've got a lot of, you know, yeah. Got a lot of shortstop itch people in the pirates all the time. It seems like there's someone who more casually uh, glances at them, but, but yeah, the pirates could use it. Yeah. I got pirates could use a guy with a bat like that playing a bunch of positions. Probably won't happen with Gonzalez, but, you know, he just sees a second base through and through, basically. But um, the other thing is the power. To me, to me, I, I, see, I can see, you know, he's not pro- physically projectable. Like, he's not, a, you know, he's not a big shoulder guy. He's, he's, you know, he's already kind of stout, strong, so he's not going to grow a whole lot more. So you'd like to see him tapping into the power now. But he has bad speed, like I said, and he... I've seen him hit a lot of home runs in Greensboro, but as I've seen pointed out on Twitter, I don't remember by whom, maybe by multiple people. Um, Greensboro is, for whatever reason, like, uh, I don't know what the major league equivalent would be. It's like, uh, maybe it's like Great American Ballpark or someplace like that. If you're a Pirates fan, it's a great, great hitters ballpark, you know? And, uh, and I don't know why, I don't know what it is. It's humid everywhere down here. So I don't know why the weather's not any different in Greensboro, but whatever it is, it's the wind currents, whatever. He's hit all his home runs here. It's a great home run park. Um, so it, it, it's kind of hard to tell if, 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 you know, I, his game power is not really there yet. I still think that, you know, uh, when he wants to, you know, he's, he's got like nice opposite field power. He can spray the ball all over the field. He definitely, when he, you know, more doubles power than home run power anyway, but he hits the ball hard. He should, he should rack up some doubles, some, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, so, so he's, you know, he, he should end up being a major league hitter, uh, you know, m- maybe could end up being a type of guy to hit over 20 home runs. That would be your ideal. Your ideal thing would be, you know, maybe 280, 20 home runs, 50, you know, that, that sort of thing would be, you know, you know, and then, you know, what? you take that if you could get that for a few years. I mean, you know, those yeah. guys, those guys aren't everywhere, but um, he's definitely, there's, yeah. There's worse things you could say about a, a middle infield hitter. Then right. Gonna, yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, even if he's not playing shortstop, even if he's playing second base. I mean, you know, uh, you don't, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you see, you see teams with the shift now moving all sorts of guys to second base because they can't yes. find a second baseman to hit like that. So you know, um, so yeah, you take it, and uh, I, I, I'm guessing that was what the Pirates were going for. Was you know, you know, not the huge, highest upside guy. They went with the prep pitcher the year before. We've touched on the Priester, so they said, okay, we'll go for a college hitter. And, uh, and I think, you know, like I said, he's had, he's had a couple of valleys this year, but, um, you know, he, uh, everything is basically according to plan. He should, I, I don't know, I, you know, beginning of the year, I thought he'd hit, he'd hit double A by the end of the year. 
Um, but at the worst worst case scenario, he'll hit double A next year and he'll probably be fine. So yeah, he's uh, he's along with Majinski, I think, in, in terms of just being the most advanced guys, the college guys who who, who can start moving. I remember at the beginning of the year, uh, he had as high an exit velocity for anyone, like not uh, even he, at his level, but like yeah, in all professional baseball. Yeah, which. I mean, reflecting on it, he's had a couple injuries and everything, so you expect that to to dip a little right. bit. And I right. guess you don't expect the guy coming in the pro ball to have the same exit velocity as you know Aaron Judge over the course of a whole season. But well, yeah, yeah, yes, that's true. And that and hey, that squares with what I'm seeing at the beginning of the year. Because the beginning of the year, the guy's hitting the ball, and it's, I'm just like, okay, this is you know, you don't see guys like because you know, you, you don't. You don't see, hard, you know, it's a lot of hard contact. You don't see that like all the time in a ball and it's consistent. You know, he hits them. Mm-hmm. He, it's not like, oh, wow, he really hit the ball hard that time. And then he goes three at bats, you know, pop ups. He hits a lot of line drives. He makes hard contact. You know, that part of that, what kind of hitter he's going to be, may, maybe, maybe up to him, whether he wants to try to hit for more power. It would lead to a little more swing and miss. But, you know, people are seeing the clips. I saw people posting it last week when he was in Winston. You know, you see a lot of that. It's like, you know, line drive up the middle, line drive to right field, that kind of thing. I, I saw him hit a pretty impressive home run again in Greensboro, um, like the first day he came back from injury, maybe in like late June. That was, you know, deep right center field. Um, and um, so, so, you know, so, so it's there. It's there for sure. The guy is strong and he, he barrels the ball and he hits the ball hard. So um, that's uh, so basically, he's basically, you know, he's the kind of guy who's basically what they wanted when they drafted him. Um, and there's not a huge amount of variance in that profile, but everything, everything seems to be basically according to plan, I suppose. Moving on to his double play partner, right. uh, Louis Verpiguero, who I, I, not to sway you in any way. I I've said it on this podcast. We have a prospect dedicated podcast also um, where I, I have told my co-host Jared Pruger, like he's, he's the guy that I'm really high on in this organization what so it's not just me talking about him all the time what what are your impressions and don't let my personal biases or, or feelings you know sway you here yeah yeah um for sure um he uh he um he's he's i can see why someone would be excited about him you know he's um he's uh He's, he's different, you know, he's, he's I, I was saying that um, Gazal isn't high variance. Well, Pagaro is a little more high variance. He's, um, yeah. he's the type of guy who, you know, th- the first thing you notice with him is that he's, um, he's, he's athletic. He's, he plays a really good shortstop. There's been a lot of discussion over, you know, whether he's going to have to be moved from short, um, you know, in the future. And, you know, there, there are, you know, there are signs in his physical profile that indicate he might get a little bigger over time. And that, that could always necessitate a move around, but he's not really a huge guy. He's like a little bit over six feet. His shoulders aren't really huge either. So I don't see like as much physical projection though. He'll definitely get bigger. I don't really see as much physical projection as some people do, um, which we'll get to that in a second, but I, you know, I, I don't know if that, um, you know, if, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to, he's got real power already, but I don't know if he's going to, you know, develop into huge power or anything like that. Like, I don't think he's going to get that, you know, but anyway, but, but yeah, back to how he's playing shortstop. I was 
jumping around there. But yeah, you know, I think he gets, you know, especially in his upper body, he's very sound. You know, he, he you could see this in the field and at the plate. You know, he's got really quick, good hands, and he, you know, he makes good tags, good transfers, you know, throws the ball well from different angles. The arm's good enough to handle a lot of that. You know, it's not necessarily a huge arm, but it's it's good. It's it's very good. And he knows how to make all these kinds of plays. The lower body actions aren't always as good, but they're, they're good enough. And he gets really good jumps on the ball. Seems to anticipate things really well. Um, you know, so for me, you know, until further notice, he's a shortstop. I also think he's got enough athleticism that, you know, if you need to, he could play third base or, you know, maybe he could play a little outfield, that sort of thing. Um, you know, he's a good runner. I, he'll probably slow down a little bit, but he's basically, a, he's a plus runner at the moment. Um you know, and and so for now he's a shortstop who's got who's got you know potential as a bat, which is what's exciting. Um, he's he's you know if you're into prospects, he's the type of guy you're into. You know, basically, um, and man, I guess I was getting into the into the power. I, I've seen him really hit the ball um, far. I'm not you know he I think he could definitely grow into above average power. Like I could see him hitting over 20 homers a year. Um, he's uh, you know sometimes I think he might fall in love with it a little bit. Um, you know, the hit tool, you know, is, is the hardest thing to project. And I've seen him turn on inside pitches, you know, basically pull in his hands and pull, pull a difficult pitch. I've seen him go the other way with a, you know, a ball outside, drive to the gaps. You know, I've seen him gap to gap. And, and you know, there are days where it's like, all right, this guy's going to be a really good hitter. And combined with all of his other tools, you know, we're talking about an exciting player. Um, there are times where a swing gets a little bit grooved. I think he might fall in love with the power swing a little bit. Um, you know, he has a decent approach, but there are times where he'll forget it. But again, like with Priester, we're talking about a guy who's, who's 20 and, you know, I, I don't know all the details about how his, you know, year went with the, you know, during the COVID year, um, the first COVID year and everything. Um, but, you know, he's acquitted himself pretty well. The numbers aren't going to be eye popping, but everything, you know, everything about him, you know, remains the same. And he's, and he's certainly not um, fallen off a cliff or busted or anything like that. And, you know, he's the kind of guy who, uh, who if you're in the area, you're excited to go watch every day because you don't necessarily know if he's going to have his best game. But he's, he's got so many different things going on that, um, that, that you know, he, he might. And, you know, and, and, uh, and he's, he's, you know, yeah, if you want someone who's actually, you know, who's going to be fun to watch the next couple of years, along with Priester as a pitcher, I think that Baguero is the kind of guy who, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming they'll put him in double A next year. And he, I don't know, I shouldn't assume anything, but, you know, yeah. Pirates it, like to take their time. I, I'm with you with both of these guys coming into the year. I thought that double play duo was going to be finishing in Altoona, which yeah. I guess they still could, but it looks extremely doubtful right now. <laughs> Yeah, especially with Pagaro. I mean, I just feel like he's, you know, he's up and down. Um, he, 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 but, but he's, but he's younger again. He's younger and he's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, you know, you don't want, you hate, you know, you hate, you know, the hit tool is the hardest thing to project. And, you know, it's project is the best word because you, it's not fleshed out when you're watching it in the minor leagues, usually not, not, you know it's clearer with a guy like Gonzalez than it is with a guy like Piguero, but you're, you're watching and, and you're, you're saying, I think he can do this. I think he can do that. You don't want to trap yourself, you know, as it, as it seems like pirates fans maybe have before with saying, okay, this guy's going to hit, he hasn't hit yet, but we know he's going to hit. And, you know, yeah, Piguero hasn't, I, I guess it depends what you want to say means to him because he's been fine. 
it just it hasn't really you know been consistent. Yeah, if he doesn't hit next year, you could be worried. But I definitely think for now he's acquitted himself pretty well at his age, and um, and you know he'll be you know you want to you know you, you want to keep an eye on him next year and see how it turns out. But um, but I would uh, you know again like like with everybody else, you want to temper your expectations, um, but you know don't assume he's going to be this or he's going to be this star shortstop or whatever. But don't assume he won't be because he could be. And, um, he's, uh, and, and he's, you know, he's doing his thing. And I think that, uh, people in, uh, people in Altoona will enjoy watching it next year as well. Speaking of Altoona, Matt Frazier coming into this year, third round draft pick in 2019. So there's obviously some pedigree there yeah. and, but he has a rough introduction to pro ball. Okay. It's whatever COVID year doesn't even really get a lot of consideration to go to the alternate site kind of comes into this year really not considered much of a prospect and has this humongous season in Greensboro. And yes, it's a hitter's park and everything, but he's doing it in Altoona now too. Right. Right. So my question to you is what are we talking about here? Because I have heard everything from no, still not a prospect to fourth outfielder to major league starter. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good question. And again, it's like, you know, if I'm going to give Gary the benefit of the doubt for being so young, not that either of these guys can control their ages, by the way, it's not their fault, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Figueroa is 20. Frazier is, I believe 23 this year, not his fault. I mean, he got drafted in like a third round a, a couple of years ago and then they had the COVID season, but you know, he was a guy that, that, that I had heard like whispers about before the year, like, you know, um, and when I first saw him, just aesthetically, I didn't love the swing. He had a bad first week or two. And I was like, oh, I don't really see it, uh, you know. But then all of a sudden, I, you know, I started seeing it. And that was, I guess, when he started hitting. I mean, then everybody started seeing it. But he's, he's basically, mm-hmm. the swing is kind of interesting. Like, it's not the prettiest swing, but it's definitely like you could see that he's changed it and geared it for power. And he's really driving the ball and he's really hitting the ball hard. And he, he has, you know, and, you know, when he's looking to hit a homer, he'll swing and miss sometimes. But he also has controls, at least when I was seeing him in, in high A, where, you know, he could be in an 0-2 count and a guy will throw a tough pitch. He'll just keep spoiling tough pitches until he gets a good one. So, and, and, it's a, and he drew his walks. He had a good, you know, approach. He, he knows what pitches he was looking for. It, it just seems like it, that part of it seems legit. It seems like he's, he, he must have made a bunch of improvements, basically, between a couple of years ago and between now. Um, but um, what kind of what kind of player is he? Uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to say for sure. I guess this goes back to hit tool projection. Hard to say for sure that he's an everyday outfielder. Um, I do think that 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 if he doesn't turn out that he hits well enough to be an everyday outfielder, I do think he could be a fourth outfielder because he can handle all the outfield positions very well. At the beginning of the year, he wasn't playing center field really. Um, I actually think they had. Gorski playing center field at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, they got Lolo floating around still, Lolo Sanchez, which we were maybe familiar with. But Frazier started getting priority because he was hitting. And he can he can handle all the outfield positions. Um, <laughs> to me, he's more the kind of guy where, look, I'm not, like, in love with his swing. I don't see, like, I'm not, like, it, you know, it's not as cut and dry as, like, Gonzalez, where I'm like, okay, he's going to be a major league starter or whatever. But I, if he keeps hitting, you know, why not? 
I mean, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, and I know that sounds like it's like you're, you know, your, your listeners are going to be going to me to be like, well, no, well, yeah, obviously tell me whether he's going to or not. And I'm not really 100% sure, but like, you know, um, he's, uh, he's he, he handled tie A and he's handling double A. Um, it's, uh, you know, and, and he's got some, he's definitely got some, some, some tools there where, uh, you know, he knows what he's doing at the plate. He's not, you know, it's, he's not looking into it. He's got, he's got an approach and he's, uh, you know, he's combined that with an ability to play the outfield and he's, uh, he's definitely put himself on the map. I don't know where he's going to work, you know, you know, people are probably going to not be, you know, some people will love to, will want to put him up with the other guys. Some people will say, well, you know, he's like going to be 24. Like we're not going to put him up there with Piguero and those guys, you know, but no, you know, but he's, but, but, but who's going to care if, you know, it, it, you know, if he performs at AAA and then, you know, yeah, he'll be, he'll be an older rookie, but he, you know, to me, he's, any, he's 25, any, 26. No, it's not bad. No, not oh, bad. no, no. You can, no. It's not like we're talking about a 28, 29 year old rookie no. coming up. <laughs> we're not, we're not. And, you know, and he's a guy who, you know, he's not doing one or the other thing. He's not just hitting for contact and he's not just hitting for power. He's doing both. Um, and, you know, there's no, there's no really reason to believe it's, it's fake. You know, he's, he's, he's broken out. He's broken out mm-hmm. big time. And he's, you know, he's, he's on the top of all the leaderboards throughout the whole minor league. So I think that, uh, you know, I don't know where he slots in necessarily in the Pirates top 10 or whatever, but um, yeah. Uh, but, 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 I, but yeah, but I think, I think people should be excited about it for sure. I, I, it's a pretty crowded top 10 for him. I don't know if he's yeah. ever going to crack it, but you know, b- because of what you said, the pedigree, the, the age, you know, all being factors into it, but I don't know. I'm very excited, interested to watch him play in Altoona and presumably Indianapolis next year, because when we talk about this wave of players, what Frazier does seem to have the advantage of is he's one step ahead of everyone just where they are in development. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, it, no. And, you know, he might, you know, he could be the guy who gets called up first and anticipates whatever you're the, the dream wave of prospects that, that we're all, uh, that we're all discussing here that the pirates, that the pirates need to, um, you know, that the pirates need to succeed, you know, um, in the next couple of years. Um, that's why we're following this, right. We're not just, you know, I enjoy watching in Greensboro, but I think your, your listeners uh, want to see them in Pittsburgh and Frazier, you know, it, it's possible he's not the biggest name, but he could be the first guy for sure. Ben, thank you so much for taking some time out today. Uh, plug away, social media, articles, whatever oh, you want here. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, articles, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of Pirates coverage in the offseason of baseball perspectives, and I'm sure I'll write a lot of it because a lot of the guys are at Greensboro. I think that anything having to do with Quinn Priester or various other people will probably be handled by me. As far as social media, and then, you know, I'll post videos and such, you know, when I'm at the games, my, my uh, handle is B, all lowercase, B underscore span, S-B-A-N, two, um, at, um, yeah, wait, B span two. No, that's it. That's, that, that's the handle. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, baseballperspectives.com, it's a, uh, that's where you'll find my stuff. Uh, it's, you know, I think we do a good job, uh, you know, 
Um, we're not necessarily the number one name that everyone talks about, but I, I think we're holding our own. And, uh, you know, obviously the website has a million other things that have to do with prospects that are, you know, for, yeah. for people who, who are much better at math than me, you know, um, <laughs> write articles that are very fascinating about baseball. So, yeah, it's a subscription website. And I think it's, uh, you know, I think it doesn't really cost all that much if you're into baseball. Like, I mean, it's not. No, it's a cup of no, coffee. No, not huge. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's basically it. <laughs> cool. Thanks again for being on. Uh, thank you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you find, far, find podcasts. We'll talk again next week.